Star Wars Sessions, probably Britain's greatest Star Wars podcast. The Star Wars Sessions podcast. Part that he loves a good Star Wars session. Absolute legends of Star Wars Sessions. This is the way, this is the way. Please welcome your hosts, Matt Hudson and Luke Bly. This is when fun begins. Good morning, afternoon or evening, wherever you are in the galaxy and welcome to Star Wars Sessions. Come for the Star Wars, stay for the Sessions. My name is Matt Hudson, aka Jabba the Hud, and joining me here as ever in the cockpit of the Essex Falcon is the greatest Star Wars man, fan and buddy out there. Good looking guys, Luke Bly, Master Blywalker, how you doing mate? Oi oi, Savaloy and hello yes. there. Um, you right, mate? You all right? You good? You I'm, having a naughty I'm month? doing well, mate. Yeah, I'm not bad. I've got a dilemma, mate. I need your help with it. I've got one question for you, and I can't answer it. Mm. Okay. Okay. Have you uh, have you deleted the Star Wars Celebration app yet? Oh, that's a great question. I was thinking I keep that looking at today. It. I'm, I'm like, should I, I get rid of it? I'll ask Luke. I haven't. I haven't. <laughs> I, can't, I don't have the heart right now. Not right now. That's right. It's too soon. It's, uh, right, do you we'll feel do the same way? Are you the same? Yes. Are you like, I'm oh, like, it's too, it's too uh, soon? I live in hope that I'm going to get a, a notification coming up saying, oh, you've missed this from Celebration or, oh, here's your free tickets, flight accommodation for Japan or something <laughs> like that. But uh, yeah, next, next time we hang out, we can, uh, we'll, we'll do it together. We'll dual delete yeah. at the same time and kind of like a dyad in the force type thing. But other than that, mate, I'm, I'm doing well. Uh, not a good weekend. Had a nice weekend. Enjoyed that. Uh, looking forward to talking some Star Wars tonight. Uh, I must mm. ask you though, how was your weekend? I feel you've been busy. I've been I've been busy, mate. I've been real busy. I won't go into all the details, but it was my fifth wedding anniversary, which was really nice, Ooh. really really nice. Um, and then just before that, it was Star Wars Day. Yeah, it was May the fourth, and my anniversary is a few days after that and my missus and i think a adrian chorley the mancalorian himself the king Bad. of manchester uh has a similar de- dilemma except his wedding anniversary is actually on star wars day i believe Ooh. and it's always that sort of like there's always that competition in the air of like <laughs> i know it's star wars day but you do you are looking forward to our anniversary more aren't you and it's like yes you know obviously we, uh, and genuinely so genuinely i was but um no this uh star wars day was it was a special one and they dropped a lot of content I, you know i didn't quite realize that we'd be getting uh young jedi adventures the whole series just dropped yes. all at once uh i got a photo sent through from my brother-in-law of my wee nephew watching it like religiously he was like captivated he was just staring at the tv i was like that's really good that's really, that's really very good. cool. My young niece mm. watched it as well. My brother's daughter, he, she was watching it in the morning as well. So, you know, the, the conversions are going well. Yes. The conversion, the converted, the converted. That's, that's it right. now. We'll be, we'll be optimistic about it. But no, uh, we also got, of course, Star Wars Visions season two, which yeah. we will be going into in more detail in a moment. Mabel, I'm very excited. We've not spoken about it, have we? So I'm nope. excited to get your thoughts on it to see maybe what's left field, you know, what what surprised you. Uh, and I wonder if any of my opinions will will surprise you. I think one or two will. They usually do, mate. 
They usually do. I'm all, I'm always here for what Luke Blight has to say about Star Wars, but especially when we have no idea what the other thinks about the main discussion, which we'll be talking about very shortly. But before then, we do have a few announcements to make, and they're coming from the Patreon department here at Sessions HQ. Mate, take it away. Yes, right. We, we, we got quite a few announcements, mate. I don't think <laughs> we've ever announced this many patrons in one week. So we are overwhelmed and we are thankful. So huge shout out to our latest patron, Stephen Dayden or Dadden. How would you pronounce that? Dayden? I would Dadden? say Dayden. D- I would now write. I reckon it's Dadden. Yeah, Stephen. Stephen Stevie Dayden. D. Stevie D. Stevie, Stevie D. Uh, Alex Fletcher all the way from Scotland, and Emma, uh, who we all know and we all love, who have joined at the This Is While The Fun Begins tier. Thank you so much, you three. But that is not everything. Uh, we have another shout-out to Boobin06, uh, who has joined at the The Sith Lords Are Our Speciality tier. Absolute sickhead. Stephen, Alex, Emma, and Boobin, welcome to the session, sickheads. And thank you so, 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 so much. We love it. You love it. And uh, hopefully you enjoy all the bonus content on Patreon. All the dirt. What that guy said, I'm going to echo, but I'm going to let him say it for me. All I'll say is just, is the usual because I mean it. We hope you enjoy what's been, what's to come, and what you're going to get this month from Patreon. Uh, we are getting our heads together for another watch along soon, so we'll get some dates out for that. They're always a lot of fun, plus some other filth we've got exclusively for our patrons. Guys, thank you so much for signing up at all of those tiers. We genuinely, genuinely love it. Thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> now, mate, I know you're itching to get to the main discussion, but there's always something in the way. This time it's those meddlesome chimes of Big Ben Kenobi. I know what it means, so do you. What do they all mean, mate? Tell us. Tell us. I must mean it's Galactic News Round. Uh... Dave Filoni says his upcoming Mandoverse film will be built around an era-defining event and likened it to the original trilogy in terms of narrative impact. Talking to Empire Magazine, Kathleen Kennedy has stated she is taking inspiration from the James Bond movies regarding upcoming Star Wars movie releases, saying, We have to eventize this. And speaking about his character's role in The Acolyte, Manny Jacinto said, He's just a regular guy trying to have a good time who gets swept up into the High Republic world and the Jedi, whether he likes it or not. Hi, this is Misty Roses. I am the performance artist for Queel and Frog Lady in The Mandalorian. And you are listening to Star Wars Sessions, probably Britain's greatest Star Wars podcast. I hope you enjoy it. <laughs> Lukey boy, we've had, we've had a few visions in Star Wars, right? We've had Luke had one in The Empire Strikes Back. Ray had one in The Force Awakens. Cal Kestis, he loves a vision. We also got nine visions in 2021, and now we're back with nine more in Star Wars Visions Season 2. Nine more short stories that exist outside of the traditional canon and allows for new studios to add some real flavour to the galaxy far, far away. Season 2, like you mentioned, dropped on May the 4th, 2023. We're going to run through the episodes. We're going to give our thoughts on them. 
and the season as a whole. Very excited to hear what you think about this, Lugie boy. And I'm very excited to unpack a few thoughts about this. So let's do it. Firstly, as a reminder, what did you think of season one? And mm. what are your top level thoughts now on season two? Okay, so season one, uh, there were some, you know, v- outstanding episodes. There were some episodes I liked. And there were some episodes that, to be honest, I've not really gone back to. I've not really felt like I've needed to. Or even when I did, mm-hmm. you know, I was like, mm, yeah, this isn't this isn't my favorite. It's fine. Um but when season one is good, it's tremendous. And I feel like um, there are certain episodes that really, really set the bar for Star Wars animation. You could make whole films from these one particular episodes in season one. I'd say there's about three there that are phenomenal top tier Star Wars storytelling. So I felt like season two had a lot to live up to in that regard. Uh, in some ways, in some ways it's delivered However, Ooh. I'm I'm undecided as to whether it kind of just about surpasses season one or not. Yeah. Okay. Which I and, and, and a lot of people have been preferring season two, haven't they? They've been like, oh, mm-hmm. just like yep. outright prefer it. Uh, I'm not sure if I do. I'm not sure if I do. However, okay. there are some there are some gems in this, like near perfect gems, and some unexpected successes from f- from my point of view in regards to vision season two uh what about you mate what are you saying um season one i i really dug season one similarly to yourself some were excellent some of the shorts were like superb and others fell short of the standards set by the great ones in the season but things like the knife jedi uh the village bride for me things like that are Mm. Uh, unbelievable Star Wars and it's not even just a story it's everything surrounding it the the full-on production of them so as you said season two had I wouldn't say a mountain to climb but it certainly had a high bar to beat uh, or at least to Mm -hmm. you know here to balance that with and having now watched all nine episodes over the weekend we did actually watch one of them at celebration this year so um, we'd already had the benefit of seeing that which was quite handy however Rewatched them all anyway, mate. And yeah, yeah I, I, I like season two. I think I'm confident enough to say that I do prefer season one. Oh, what, what I do like about season two is exactly what it promised. It's the the diversity of stories because we're now going around the globe. The 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 kind of cultural touchstones and touch points we're getting in are more what more widespread than more varied. Whereas season one at times could feel a little bit say samey, but you know, the, mm. a lot of it's coming. It's coming from one place. It's coming from different voices from the same place. There were things that bled through which felt similar. Now, season two also mm. has that same issue. However, with that kind of with the plethora of animation styles and, uh, like I say, cultural voices being heard, I think that it, it had that in its favour over season one. But I think I can sit here now and look you in the eye and say I'm pretty confident. If I had to run through one of them now, it would be season one. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, interesting. Well, hopefully this session helps with your decision, mate, and you get a clearer idea of what you prefer. Mm. Um, but l- should we get into it? Should we get into it? I mean, we've we're, we've set ourselves a challenge here, guys, because we are well aware <laughs> that you know, we can yabber on, and we've got nine. We do nine episodes to go through. I wouldn't mind, yeah. Matty boy. I'll say this quick. I I wouldn't mind if they were 
to drop like three episodes ago, like ago over the course of three weeks. Yeah, like on a Wednesday, here's three episodes. N- next Wednesday, here's three episodes. Next three episodes. I dig it. Mm, I think I might, I might enjoy this series a little bit more because sometimes when I'm, yeah, I can't watch these just all in one go. You know, there are some guys no, that are no, just no. like, right, two and a half hours, I'm just slapping out visions. I'm like, what? Mm. You know, I can't process all of yeah. it. You know, it's especially when you're it's not sure there. what's coming. Mm. And especially if some of the stories are samey or they follow similar beats, then it can start to feel a little bit. And that's with season one, yeah. too. You can start to think, you know, I've, I think I've seen this one before. But like Luke said, we've we've <laughs> we set ourselves a challenge. There's yep. nine episodes. Let's we are going to talk about all of them. But we have set ourselves five minutes each. Mm-hmm. Sorry, between us, five minutes each episode, five minutes together to go through it. And to make sure we hit that, we have a countdown timer, which will audibly shout out every minute when another minute has passed. So we are going to stay on track. So rather than <laughs> me waffling on, mate, telling us everyone about it, let's just get into it. And let's talk about the first episode that dropped, which was titled Sith. And it's from Spain's El Geary Studios. Here's a timer, mate. I want to know, though, what you oh. thought about the the intro. Five okay. minutes remaining. Oh. Yep. All right, love. Right, Sith. Yeah. Uh, I thought the animation style is completely different to anything we've seen before. Um, I get that it was abstract and quite obviously, almost, almost painfully obvious that it's inspired by painting and art and creativity <laughs> right um i loved the i loved lots of things details in this general grievous bike it's awesome some yes. of the action yeah that was cool right some of the action was fantastic um the old republic looking geezer you know causing trouble yep. the sith really really cool it, visually quite interesting uh, the droid i thought was fantastic and so you know, for me, artistically, this was this was quite cool. You know, pretty original. I couldn't help but feel like it it lacked like a, a, and you'll have to get ready ready for this, mate. Four minutes remaining. What? Oh, okay. Uh, a solid, a solid execution. Yeah, there was. Mm, uh-huh. Go on, mate. Grab your drink. There was something mm. about it that like. I was like, nice. mm, yeah, no, I get it, guys. I get it. Yeah, it was like too painfully obvious for me, too on the nose. Um, I am my master now, and I can paint my own destiny. Yeah, yeah. it's a bit <laughs> cheesy. It's a, it's a bit, bit whack, cheesy. Do you, th- you know, for me, mate, I'll give you my score now. Six out of ten. Six out of ten. Ooh, Sith. Good show. Mm-hmm. Um, fifteen minute episode. Um, I I enjoyed it. Uh, I think Lola the the former Sith apprentice. I thought she was great. Um, uh-huh. E2, the droid as well. Uh, he, he shoots a bad guy's head off before it gets ripped apart and later rebuilt. <laughs> I thought the, the villain, I thought he looked sick in this. I thought he looked yeah. great. And yeah. the, and his kind of two henchmen. And I love the kind three of the minutes st- remaining. three minutes remaining. I love the star Wars, you know, <laughs> Lola's Katana blade, like this yellow saber that comes out, <laughs> which then turns into a double saber. And the ship designs are great. Like the actual ship designs later in the episode yeah. are superb. Yeah, I'd agree. Um, but no, I agree with you, mate. So it is, it is a little bit on the nose. At one point, I believe Lola says, "Light and darkness are a part of the painting, <coughs> part of me." Which you know, it's great every now and then. Uh, but I think I kind of understood the painting metaphor allegory when she said she was a painter, and then the 
the art, the animation style, which was beautiful. The hand painted mm-hmm. art style was sensationally good to look at, but they did keep beating you on the head with the, yeah. um, the artiness of it. However, the, I thought the content of the episode was very strong. Uh, and I think I say Lola and the Sith were a great, uh, double act protagonist antagonist. So mm-hmm. for a star, in terms Two of the first remaining. episode of Visions, I would give this one, I'm going to give this one a seven and a half out of 10, mate, because I think it's a, I think it's a very solid start. It's a strong start. 7.5, mate. Oh. oh, well, we did that in under five. Should we move to the next one? And then that gives us a bit more time for other stuff. We're crushing this, mate. We are crushing it. I know. We should do this more often, right? No, I agree with you. You know, I agree with you. Uh, And I don't really think I can add anything. And to be honest, I don't know if that's a compliment or not. So I'm sticking with my 6 out of 10, mate, you know, which is a bit of a mediocre start, sadly. Um, (laughs) Yeah. So are you able to stop the timer from your side? And then, already yeah, done okay. It, already Look done it. Look at Sound that. Board okay, over so, um, Matty Boy, it's over to you, I believe, isn't it, for episode two. Um, Screech's Reach. This is by Cartoon Saloon, a studio based out of the Republic of Ireland. Um, Matty Boy, over to you, buddy. Oh, have we got a... Five yep. minutes remaining. Thank you. <laughs> we go. <laughs> Cartoon Saloon. So this is like this is a another fifteen minute episode, and it's in this really really interesting hands drawn two D animation. Uh, uh, Wolf, uh, sorry, Cartoon Saloon. They did a film called Wolf Walkers a few years ago, which was superb in the same style. I think it was part of like an Irish folklore trilogy that they'd done, and okay. so they've already got pedigree in terms of you know top tier storytelling within animation and Screeter's Reach is very much and it's an Irish folktale it's a ghost story basically the ghosts of Screeter's Reach which is a mountain and within it is apparently this spirit which 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 screams and nobody's ever been able to conquer this spirit and this young girl called Dahl in true Star Wars style dreams of getting out of the workhouse and becoming something more so I'm watching this Luke I'm thinking okay this is this is atypical star wars here i know what this is you know kids looking out to the horizon they go to screech's reach they get they see this ghost and the first thing i thought was like that kids would be scared to death of this you know kids would be scared of that this along with this ethereal music that's playing and Mm. because of that i was like yeah this is great i love it um and then uh, and then we find out dial is force sensitive but it's a twist at the end which got me mate into uh, before the twist comes, I'm thinking this is a great bit of animation. I really enjoyed the story. I liked the character of Dahl and I liked her overcoming her fear to take out the the, the, the ghost of Screech's Reach. But then to find out that the hero's journey here wasn't to the light side. It was a Sith. You know, that she's passed her test. A woman comes off this ship and it's a Sith. She's actually been training for the dark side. And, you know, she's like, don't look back. You don't need your mates. And, of course, she does look back. And it got me, man. It got me in the Three films when it happened. You know, seeing that we a story we don't usually see. It's usually, you know, she's turning to good. So because of it, mate, I, I really like this one. Until then, I think the twist was great. I've got more to say on this one as we go on later on in the final conclusion. But I dug it, mate. I really like this one. I'm going for 9 out of 10. What? 
really oh, dug mate. it. It's hit I, me, man. Okay. It worked for me. I, I liked the animation. The design is is uh, really decent. Not my favourite. Uh, I loved and I appreciated the Irishisms that you know yeah. my family say. My nan says, of course, my family from that part of my family are from Ireland, and. Um, yeah, I, I re- like. Yeah, oh, I was going to take care of that Egypt, and it's like that. That sort of typical, <laughs> those Irish words that bleed into even you know my own everyday vernacular. Um, you know, I you know again, I got it. You know, the challenge was in her head, but for me, you know, this story didn't remaining. always. Yeah, all right, didn't always feel <laughs> Star Warsy, and I'm aware that mm-hmm. that was probably intentional. You know, it's meant to look. Uh, that it, I meant to look with. and be different. Um, you know, don't look back, right? You know, I, I, and like you said, with the Sith thing, you know, unexpected. I kind of like that twist, but it reminded me of maybe, you know, a lot of Irish people, you know, leaving Ireland, having to leave Ireland for other lands like America and then later on, you know, the UK yeah, after yeah. and before the war. You know, I got it. It just didn't work for me. You know, it, like you said, kids, you know, would kids like it? Would kids be able to watch? Probably not. It lacked a bit of wonder for me. Um, maybe that's unfair. Maybe, maybe. But this is my opinion. And that's what I'm going to yeah, give. That's it. For me, mate, um, echoing some of what you said and going by what I just said, sadly, I have to give this quite a negative score. One minute Because remaining. it just didn't, it just didn't work for me three out okay. of ten Ooh, i can't believe we're so low, low on one that. yeah just you but know that's, i that's, that's what we're here for though mate that's what if yeah. we agreed and everything it would the show would be quite a boring show but no i agree with you mate there is well when i was we watching do. it and i you know hand <laughs> on heart <laughs> i agree with everything you said nine out of ten after that. <laughs> but we do but i agree on the fact that when i was watching it hand on heart i did think you know this this is just an irish folktale Mm-hmm. With a lightsaber towards the end, and then we got the twist, and I was like, "Okay, that yeah, it wasn't really Star Wars, me, mate. There was, really you know, in terms Star of Star Wars isms, style, Star Wars feeling, it didn't really have that, but the story uh, was what got me, mate, and the emotion in it. So I'm going to go yeah. nine. You're going to go three. Maybe, maybe the next one, mate, will be the one where we can agree on. In the stars, okay. uh, this one was by Punk Punk Robot studios from chile mate what do you think about this one okay five minutes um, remaining thank you our assistant our robotic assistant in the stars punk robot <laughs> um phenomenal an- animation awesome animation um obviously the empire coming to a planet taking resources there's a lot of colonial references here history historical references which i do quite enjoy but I think this translated very well into like a Star Warsy environment, unlike maybe the last two. Um, Snowtroopers, great. Family, they look great. Great. Uh, death, great. <laughs> but what with the death comes stakes, right? Comes meaning, stakes. gravity to the story spirituality it was all there all the ingredients for a wonderful star wars uh, story was there and really this was quite beautiful however it's Four not minutes remaining it wasn't necessarily my favorite of the season um mm-hmm. despite having some core core star wars themes that that did deliver um i gotta say i thought this was quite a cute 
story just again it maybe just misses some of those really really magical star wars moments that make star wars star wars um for me i'm gonna give this a six and a half out of ten may boy six and a half out of ten so i'm i'm so doing it i'm doing the halves i'm doing the halves i'm splitting a ponder baba poor bloke <laughs> <My man. laughs> um six and a half out of ten still a solid score though mate um yeah it's good it's above average one? right yeah, it's above average uh so we've got a stop motion 3d digital animation for mm-hmm. in the stars and you know what actually genuinely my feelings are pretty similar to you off the bat right now remaining. it's already a, it's a six and a half out of ten i had already scored it down as that because mm. it's a solid episode and mm. the the themes of colonialism and oppression which you mentioned i do remember gabriel osorio who wrote this he was in celebration and he was telling about the inspiration behind this and it really did come through in this episode but at the same time it's still it, it didn't kind of for me border on you know, it's taking me out of the galaxy far, far away and bringing me into the real world. But I could see where the two worlds would collide there. And mm. no, I, I, I liked it. it again, it was, it was a cute animation. It was a cute story as well. The sisters coming together at the very end was very sweet after they'd spent the whole episode kind of bickering. One was, uh, one was inspired by the mother. The other is kind of angry at the mother for, both for the same thing one's inspired by her actions to go into battle the other's angry because she didn't left them where they are yeah it looked great yeah the animation looked wonderful and i've got Mm -hmm. a note that says snow troopers look awesome because (laughs) they did i was like these look amazing Uh, it's funny and that's one of the things i was looking at through all of them is how do the star warsiness how does that translate into these different so unconventional animation for the franchise and the snow troopers and that looked unbelievably good um but yeah no i, I enjoy i enjoyed this one i like the story beats it's it went along very quickly you could see mm-hmm. what was coming from a mile off but i think this one was a very accomplished bit of storytelling if it wasn't you know, outstanding i feel like one or two of these almost like they present themselves in a very family way charming way and yet at times it takes itself too seriously which is a weird thing to say, I think. But from the get-go, and I'll go into this in future um, episodes that we're going to go over, but some of these, they set the tone perfectly. You're like, right, this is more serious. And then mm-hmm. others, you're like, oh, this is more slapsticky, more jokey, or some are more magical, fairy-fairy family. Yeah? And I feel like some of them set the tone better than others. And I feel like this one doesn't always quite know what it's trying to set its tone. So yeah. What did you give it out of 10, by the way, again, six and a half, same as you, mate. Same as me. Bly score. Sweet. Same again, mate. Um, up next, we dig a Bly score. We oh cheers, bro. Cheers, bro. We, 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 we're on a roll, aren't we? We are smashing this. Um, I am your mother by Ardman. Those of you might be familiar know that these are the guys that create Wallace and Gromit. It is a British studio, so uh, there might be some bias here because we're used to the studio. We are British, and you know we probably grew up with Wallace and Gromit. Did you grow up with Wallace and Gromit, mate? Okay, Uh, and Wensley Dale Cheese as well. Yes. Oh, you did. You did. Oh, you naughty boy. You naughty boy, man. Uh, Matty boy, let me throw it over to you, Ardman. Uh, we saw this at Star Wars Celebration as well. So yes, bear, bear that in mind. That was an awesome experience. Uh, over to you, mate. Ardman, I am your mother. What are you saying? 
five minutes remaining. Ardman, I am your mother. The first thing I thought is, because to your point there, is that we, obviously we're British, this is a British studio, and I know Wallace and Gromit has travelled the world, but it is so quintessentially British. Is I, I watched it today thinking, I wonder what we would think if Ardman was uh, something we weren't used to, if this animation style was something that we weren't mm. used to, the claymation. Mm-hmm. Would we mm. be like, oh, this is odd, this is weird, I don't like the kind of way they shape their faces, but... Me, I dig it, man. I love the animation of this. And watching it with the crowd at Celebration was a lot of fun. It was a big surprise um, seeing it there with my buddies as well. And I, I enjoyed this episode. It was the, uh, I'd probably say it's the lightest episode of the entire season in terms of, you know, there's, there's, there's no stakes here, which I'm happy with. I don't need everything to be full of stakes. It's basically it's a mother and a daughter who are, who argue with each other and then they come together to beat the posh mother and daughter Four minutes from, uh, in, during the race. Yeah. And you get Wedge Antilles. Dennis Lawson comes back to do a voice flogging Wedge merch, which was a surprise it. to be sure, but a welcome one. And yeah, it's, <laughs> if you've seen any Ardman properties, then you, the vibe is very much the same. Literally, the only thing we haven't got here is uh, an evil penguin to make it really solidify this as an Ardman uh, project. But no, I, I really enjoyed this one, mate. It was very whimsical. It was very fun. Again, there, there was emotion there. The feels there, the mother and daughter relationship, I think was done really well. And it also felt at times quite genuine as well. It did feel mm. quite authentic. Mm-hmm. Uh, so for that, I'm going to give I Am Your Mother a straight eight out of 10. I did enjoy this one. Eight out of 10. We're going to give it two out of 10. See, this is where it gets annoying when we're like, oh, won't we agree with each other? It gets a bit boring. <laughs> so, you know, uh, yeah. Well, listen, I, I thought this was brilliant. Three I thought, minutes you know, remaining. from the start, you understand what this is going to be about. You understand the tone. You understand that it has a lot of humor, family-friendly humor that at time pushes it, that maybe some only the adults in the room will understand or get. And I, I like it. I thought it was very... Very, very, very well done. Um, maybe at times a bit cheesy, bit hammy, but again, that's the yes. theme. That's kind of the point. And I love this was pointed out at Celebration, at the panel, the Vision Season 2 panel, which, by the way, was a bit of a dark horse when it comes to the panels at Celebration. Sensational. It was, it was sensational. Maybe one of the best panels there the whole weekend. They really, yeah. really smashed it. It was fantastic. But they compared it to Sports Day, didn't they? You know, the British tradition of uh, schools, <laughs> all the schools, uh, the houses in the schools competing in uh, sports. That's it. So, you know, in Two you think of, remaining. you know, a, a very popular wizarding franchise and all the kids are put into houses and compete in competition. Ooh. That We actually yeah. do that. Okay, we're not on a broomstick, but we do actually do that. And it's do, stupid yes. sports. It could be anything from throwing a beanbag to a hundred meter race. Egg and right? spoon race. Egg and spoon. Yeah, literally egg in a spoon and try not to drop the egg when you <laughs> it's great. It's fantastic. I thought that reference was brilliant and it felt homely. Uh come on. Eight out of ten. <laughs> eight out of ten. You going eight too? Yeah, I am. I, I had that written down. I'm not copying. That was written no, no. down. Written down. Ugh. The Sacred Jedi Tech. Is that your highest one of the season so far? It's the highest so far. It's the so highest far. so far. Right. Yeah, 8 out of 10. Good shout, mate. Well, 8 out of 10 for the UK 
uh, UK story in Star Wars Visions. Let's move on to South Korea <laughs> a bit now. Biased, a bit biased. I oh, know. I oh, know. We, we, we love it. Give it, give it the we big are. up there. But, At least we know it. Uh, At least you know it. Yeah, we're, 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 not, we're not putting we're in any, any punches here, lad. Um, so South Korea, mate. Studio <laughs> Mir, they gave us Journey to the Dark Head. What did you think about this one? 20 minute episode, mate. Oh, oh my word! Um, a, ma- a, a, a magical stone, a magical stone, um, an elder writing down on a tablet. From the get go, this show or this episode feels like a show. It feels original and it feels epic. Uh, the design is gorgeous. Um, the animation is clean it feels like a really and i'm just talking visually it was a clean clean production uh it was incredibly <laughs> anime incredibly east asian um i loved some of the quotes in it it's like no it is not anger but fear you know typical star warsy stuff just written in a slightly different way uh the ship designs prophecy yeah. oh. You know, prophecy. I felt like there was some prophetic themes here. Um, but how you can still shape, you know, your own future and your own story. Um, you know, the young lad says, oh, I know why then my master Four sent me here. Meaning. And, you know, uh, nothing is fixed. There'll always be light and dark. It feels like there's, there's genuine, your favorite expression, mate, stakes here. Whoop. Unlike, unlike at times, some of the previous episodes it feels like an expansion of the star wars mythology and even right at the end there's a great just smidge of typical star wars humor um this thing felt um, uh, and bled star wars to me to me it's not perfect but for what time it was given it felt way longer and well grander than than anything else this season so far uh matty boy i have to give this personally i have to give this a nine out of ten i know it's not everyone's favorite Ooh. but i i really connected with this one it felt like a film yeah and i'm here for it what about you what are you saying Three mate? minutes remaining um yeah i dug this one this one felt like the most complete the most realized story it felt like i had to start a middle and an end to it. And they got that all in in 20 minutes, which is extremely impressive for Studio Mir to do. Plus we got a, uh, a nice selection of environmental locations within your 20 minute story as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But obviously the bottom you're on Dolgorak and at the bottom of the stones, it's what it looks one. Uh, it looks like one place. Then you go to this kind like Blade Runner esque planet with monks and red mist, which just looked so cool. And then you go to the top of the, uh, statues with the dark side head and the light side head and everything going on there. Oh, the lights and it looks standing like a sub with the lightsabers. Oh, honestly, and do you know what? The color of the lightsabers got me here. There, there was a real sharpness to the colors here, and I know anime does get color and visuals perfectly well, but there was something really, Spawn. really delicious about the colors here, mate. Spawn. And to your point about the quotes, I love it when I'm going to paraphrase here, but. It's something along, along the lines of like every new conflict or every new issue brings just as much hope as it does despair. Oh. War brings despair, but it can bring it brings just as much hope. You know, anything does, and it's that balance. And what I found interesting was how they dealt with the balance in the story. You've you got Ara, the the young girl in this. She's going to blow up the dark side head. She's going to blow up the, the statue, 
So um, to take to to abolish the dark side, but when she gets up there, they soon realise that the light and the dark energies are intertwined. They're tangled, and to do that would destroy the balance. So they're really kind of talking about the balance here, which I think uh, was very, very, very well done. So yeah, it looked great. I loved the spiritualism of it, like the 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 way that the rainfall brings the images onto mm-hmm. the rocks for a fleeting mm-hmm. moment, and they have to keep those records from there. I think that's really well One done. Minute remaining. It felt uh, so far, it probably felt the most Star Wars y in terms of uh, its delivery, but yeah. at the same time, it still felt very, very different, mate. So for this one, I'm going to give this one a nine out of 10 as well. I liked it for different reasons oh. than I did Screech's Reach, but I felt like this is the most complete story so far. Oh, amazing. I love it, mate. Mm. I love the review. That is a cheeky review. Again, we're seeing eye to eye. I'm glad you were like, oh, it's, it feels crisp. The, 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 the visually, the animation, mm. the rendering of the animation just felt very, very, very crisp. Um, excellent. Right. So we're both giving that a nine out of 10. Uh, on to number six, The Spy Dancer, all the way from France's Studio Lacachette. Um, my friend, my friend, Matty Boy, I wasn't really hyped for this. This was the one where I was like, five minutes right. remaining. Right, okay, let's get uh, this over and done with and let's crack on. Um, I thought from the get-go, it was outstandingly stylish. Um, mm-hmm. Typography, the architecture, the clear nods to Beaux-Arts architecture, you know, from the 19th century, uh, Paris, France. It, it was clear as day. Um, the, 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 the stormtroopers occupying the settlement. Yeah. In, in the club, in the club, uh, akin to, club. <laughs> you know, uh, the, the Nazi occupation of France, you know, yep. rebellion clearly being, um, inspired by the French resistance. Uh, I love the mm-hmm. use of K2 units. The flashbacks were good at the time. I was like, well, they're a bit random. What's that got to do? With, you know, what's that got to do with anything? I was like, oh, it's showing that, that like the peril the anger, the hurt that, that this, yep. this, this character is obviously feeling. Four minutes remaining. Um, I was glad that we got a, I have a bad feeling about this. Mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm a bit surprised that there's not a, there weren't a few more of those in, in this season, like a few more Star Wars ism <laughs> quotes uh, in this. Um, and then, you know, the action was unexpectedly, amazing and it kind of comes out of nowhere you're not expecting it and you're like oh wow no this is this is cool <laughs> this is this is a bit <laughs> spicy this is a bit spicy bit of a vindaloo um drama there is drama you're like oh okay why is she not killing that guy why is she doing this why why is that happening she needs answers um and obviously the twist you know finding out re- the realization that it's her son um oh. and that he has oh. something to remember her by and they're st- you know, she's tracking him, you know, the escape. Uh, he has his horns removed. He's having his identity stripped Three away from him. And remaining. yet there's that almost that destiny of them coming together again. Um, this caught me off guard completely. Caught me off guard completely. I wasn't expecting anything good from this, to be honest. I, I thought this is a little bit left field of being, you know, culturally relevant for the sake of it too much so and i was completely wrong matty boy this was phenomenal it's a nine out of ten for me mate nine out of ten 
Yeah. I didn't expect you to dig. You know what, mate? I watched this one. I and I thought, you know what? I'll, I'll save this one for tomorrow. I'll cut it. I'll cut it off here. I'll mm-hmm. come back tomorrow mm-hmm. with fresh eyes and watch this one. I watched it mm-hmm. this morning. I was like, okay, yeah. I, I don't know what it was about it. I think it's because it just felt, like I say, so abstract just from the tiny things we saw in the trailer. Yeah. But this one caught me off guard. I thought this was fantastic. I thought this was superb. Um, you go into um, Loie's Follies. The I thought it was like the Moulin Rouge of the Star Wars galaxy. And you've got Loie there. She's got these blue and yellow eyes, already very striking. You've got Etty, her daughter, who we we kind of spend a little bit of time with as well. And she has more. She had less to do in the story than I thought she was going to do at the start. But she's still prominent. But yeah, it's all about Loie here and her mystery. And I dug it, mate. I dug it, yeah. Like the, the 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 confusion over who the villain was in the uh, in the viewing gallery, thinking it was oh, it's, it's the guy who took her son. Yeah. Oh no, it's yeah. not. Same uniform. It's somebody, same uniform. Yeah, exactly. Same uniform and a K two droid. Oh, it's just somebody who looks very similar. And then we get the reveal that it is actually her son, and like you say, the Empire is stripping him of his identity in like proper Imperial fashion, and you know, it's all about a mother's love. And I found that very, 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 very um, emotional, very satisfying. Plus, I'm talking about the rebellion. I've got a bad feeling about this. Seeing um, stormtroopers of different sizes. I saw a bit of a a larger stormtrooper. I was was down for that. Um, But yeah, I just thought that the way the the story came about, the way it was delivered, the way it caught me off guard, I thought the animation was beautiful. The action was great. It became epic. Yep. I love the story. I love the twist. I don't think it was cheesy. I think it was earned in the 19 minutes of runtime it had. So the yeah. spy dancer for me, mate, is giving me a bit of a conundrum because I'm giving this one a nine out of 10. And at the end of the episode, I'm going to have to try and work out which one I like the most. I didn't mm. think this was going to be a nine out of 10. Me neither. So this could be my favorite one. Could be. Yeah. Yeah. I hear that. I hear that completely. Good, oh. good shout. Very good shout, mate. Good job. Uh, I'm really glad. Really glad we got that, and I'm really glad we mm. were left surprised and in awe of of this artistic. And that's what we piece. want. That's what we want from Star Wars Visions. Uh, on to the seventh episodes, all the way from India, uh, the Bandits of Golak, eighty eight pictures, India. Um, let's go, mate, boy. Who's starting this one? You're starting this one, isn't you, mate? Yeah, yeah, you go are. On, yeah, go let's on. Hit, go let's, on. let's hit go it on, now, go. shall we? Five yeah. minutes remaining. So this one, I think, took a lot of people caught a lot of people's eyes at celebration because the animation style it probably looked the most star warsy mm-hmm. but the, the 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 indian influence obviously it's from an indian studio but the culture that is imbued throughout this and what we saw at celebration got a lot of people very excited you see an inquisitor turn up in this which is extremely influenced by indian mythology which i thought you know, if you're going to tell a Star Wars story in something like Visions, absolutely get as much of your own mythology in there as well. I think they did that really well here at 88 Pictures. Um, story of a young girl called Rani and her brother Charuk. She has the Force, and he's trying to get her to not, you know, to, to not outwardly display that she has the Force. But kids being kids, she does, and she catches mm-hmm. the attention of uh, the the Inquisitors. And before that, you get these guys called the Jangoris who Four attack on these kind of space horses, these called Tungars. I thought that was very cool. They're chasing down the train. It's very kind of Eastern cinema, which I appreciate an awful lot. And 
the way this story went was kind of part of a Star Wars Visions season two trilogy in terms of how it, how it ends up with a uh, young kid having to leave family and go to find their destiny. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was the theme mm-hmm. which I noticed here. There was three episodes that did Same. that. This is one of them. Same. But yep. um, I thought it looked great. I thought it looked great, mate. You know, Randy accidentally throws his galactic Jow Frazy all over this big lad, which I which I appreciated, <laughs> and the the fight at the end. With um, the elder Rugal, who had a dual wielded saber in her cane, I thought that fight was so stylish and so well choreographed, and the way she takes him down by just like cutting his throat. But it was done almost in a tasteful manner. Three minutes I remaining. really, really enjoyed the visuals of this. I really enjoyed the spiritualism. I enjoyed the story. Um, I th- for, for me, out of the two of them, in terms of young kid going to face their destiny. I prefer the twist of Screech's Reach because I think this one played it a little safe in comparison. However, I think this was a really, really strong episode and I dug the cultural influences all over this. So it's eight and a half out of ten for me for the bandits of Golak. But what okay. about you, mate? Because I know you were excited by this one too. Yeah, no, I, I thought there was a lot of things here that were synonymous with Indian culture. It was really impressive. It felt very Clone Warsy. A lot of this episode felt like actually it could be in Clone Wars and Rebels, and that was a, mm-hmm. that's a huge compliment to this episode. Uh, I love the association of music, music in this. That oh, yes, yes. it wasn't the centerpiece, yes. but it was it was it was one of the main themes, and the music actually in the episode was outstanding. There was a cheeky Starbird graffiti tag on the train as well. Blink and you miss it. it yep. I loved that. Um, I I loved that she was, you know, skilled in the force, but needed a lot of training. You know, yes. that was clear. And it was, oh, I see what's being set up here. It was quite a straightforward story. The Inquisitor, excellent. The Bollywood style slow mo, excellent. Ooh. The old lady being a Jedi, like you said, excellent. The whole That's sound it. design was really impressive. It was exquisite. Um, and they go their separate ways. Like you said, that's a thing we've seen quite a lot this season in Visions. And that's quite interesting to know that all these different cultures or studios from different cultures are almost getting the same thing from Star Wars as a mythology on its in, in, in itself. Um, because there's this idea of it's for the greater good. You have this pain at first, greater but... Good. Ultimately, she needs to be trained. She needs the discipline. And right now, she doesn't have that. And to get that, she needs to go through this painful trial, a call to adventure, which is, of course, Star Wars. Um, Great or good. Eight out of 10 for me, (laughs) Matty boy. Eight out of 10. I loved it. Loved it. Could have done with maybe just a smidge more polishing, but I thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed this. It was great. You are a naughty man. No, good shout, mate. This felt like this could just be plopped into the Clone Wars and it just feels like a Star yeah. Wars story. It feels very yeah. much made for it. Uh, good shout, though, mate. Now, moving on to The Pit, Episode 9, which was a uh, dual animation by Lucasfilm Limited and they are Stadio. I had to practice that one a few times, but this is a 19-minute episode, Lukey boy. So uh, you got a few minutes. Tell me what you thought about it. Okay, so this is from... The teams over in the States and Japan. Five um, minutes remaining. That's right. Captured, captured slaves, pris- prisoners in the desert, digging for kyber crystals. That's another thing I noticed this season is the use of 
kyber crystals is almost like a MacGuffin, like a storytelling device. That was quite noticeable at times. Um, not saying it's necessarily a bad thing. It's just something that I noticed. Um, a, a big glamorous city is benefiting from this, uh, these oppressed people's hard work, but they're not necessarily aware of it. And obviously by the end, it becomes quite important that they, they, they become aware of it. Um, following the light. Uh, listen, I thought this, this episode was charming. Um, but not always captivating. There's something about this where I'm like, I get it. I'm here for it. The story makes sense. The story's good, but not just, it's just doesn't always land for me. Uh, the main Tell character, oh, well, the beginning main character just climbs out. He's like, all right, I'm climbing out. I'm out. And it's like, all right. Okay. Awesome. Yep. Fair enough. Um, the artistic design, however, is sensational, mate. Sensational. Maybe one of my favorites because of nostalgia, if I'm being completely honest, it felt very 90s or early noughties. It reminded me specifically of 2001's Metropolis by Rintaro or uh, Sejiyuki Hayashi. Um, mm-hmm. A film yep. that I grew up watching because my brother had it on DVD. And I, I, I love that. Had a very cool soundtrack, you know, follow the light, follow the light. They all get saved. Uh, people saving people, you know, it reminded me of the ending of the rise of Skywalker. Um, and maybe even if something like that was padded out more and um, was developed a bit more, you know, that could have been a better version Three of the ending of remaining. rise of Skywalker. So uh, all in all, it was awesome. Just missing some magic, um, and maybe some co- cohesive storytelling for the limited time it had. Six point eight mm-hmm. out of ten, Matty boy. Ooh, six point eight out of ten. Yeah, I'm go- I'm getting a bit awkward now. I'm getting a bit awkward. Hmm. Let me throw it over to you. What were you saying about the pit, mate? Um, the pit. Not a place I'd want to end up. And like you. Uh, the illusions that the pits uh, brought out were were there for all to see, and I think they were done very, very well. Um, but yeah, the story for me didn't quite hit like I thought it was going mm. to. I was quite looking mm. forward to this because it was a dual venture. I was like, I wonder, firstly, why was it a dual venture? And I know the guys at Celebration went into that a bit more, but I was like, okay, we've got a lot of creative minds on this, but it just felt a bit kind of ho-hum to me. Mm. Do you know what I mean? It felt, it didn't, it didn't I wouldn't say unfinished, but I think, like you said, I think it's just missing something. I I loved the way the, the message, thematically, I thought it was very, very good and very well done. You know, follow the light. You've got the mm-hmm. the citizens of this, like you say, prosperous city, which was built by the hands of these slaves. And they're the ones who come out uh, to, to help. Uh, but I think it all just kind of like happened very quickly. You know, got, like I say, Guy yeah. got out, makes a speech. I shouldn't laugh, but gets yeeted back down a hole. I was like, okay, I didn't expect that to come. Yeah. I thought he was going to be saved. I thought the girl was going to use the force to save him, but okay, you know, just respect <laughs> I, I, they went there. Okay. But at the same time, that's still quite real world as well in terms of I suppose. Uh, the treatment of the of uh, the workers. But then the citizens come in one big, one big movement. The troopers are like, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't fancy this. They know when the fight's lost. So they're like, yeah, let's move out. And everyone's saved. And it's like, right, we follow the light, everything's good. It just felt wrapped up very, very quickly, considering it had 20 minutes almost, and it's one of the longer ones. kind of Mm -hmm. felt like they didn't quite know how to fit it all in. 
Uh, but well, I love the like, visual style. Like I said, I think the visual style is very good. I like the characters and I love the messages. The story, though, just felt, it just felt like they just couldn't pace it or they couldn't work. It, it felt like it was too big for them to fit into the 20 minutes or 19 minutes that they had. So whilst I whilst I appreciated it and I loved it thematically, I'm going to give this one a, oh, I'm going to give it a six out of 10. Mm, nice. Six. Nice. I, I respect that, mate. I respect that. That is solid. Um, we're now on to uh, the f- final, the final yes. episode of Star Wars Vision Season 2, uh, Episode 9. Uh, uh, hang on, I've got this written down Ow. somewhere. Ow. Yeah, thank you. Ow's song by Triggerfish Studio out in South Africa. Should I start this one, Matty Boy? I think it's my turn to start this one, right? Oh, for a while, I'm going to press the uh, button and I'll I'm going to point at you. Go, go ahead, mate. Ow's song. What do you think? Five minutes Ow, remaining. Ow. Well, I love that it starts with a crawl. I think that there are other shorts here in Vision Season 1 and 2 that could learn from that. Yeah, just tell us. Give us just a wee bit of context, and then you can jump in. Um, Awesome animation. Maybe one of the best. The texture, Mm -hmm. the feeling, the light. I loved it. Oh, was was so charming as a character. The family was beautiful i thought that this episode felt magical it felt like a fairy tale um in all the right ways it felt full of life it felt like there was a planet that was lived in that had character that had people in it and my notes have just um disappeared bear with bear with me just a moment i've just been logged out i've just been logged out of my iCloud account uh four minutes remaining all right all right i can save this i can save this uh yeah it just felt full of life and it felt lived in um i liked that she could almost see the force she had this unique relationship with the force um excellent sound design again i think the sound design was a standout here but you know that's almost a given you know, with the name being Ao's song, um, being saved by an awesome, awesome Jedi lady that I like wasn't just like revealed to be. No, no, no. We found out at the beginning. Oh yeah, she's Jedi. You know, and it's just Kretu, Yeah, I, I, I liked that. Um, we cannot choose where our calling comes from, only how we answer. Ah, oh, yep, yeah, ah, oh, yep. Come on, lovely. Come on, Ye- beautiful. I felt like the creators got it. They got the assignment. I love that there was a clear influence from all different kinds of cultures here, which is very much Three South minutes Africa. Remaining. Um, beautiful, beautiful. One of my favourites. I'm going to give this eight and a half, eight point five out of ten. Matty boy, a very impressive score. Uh, let me hand it over to you, buddy. What are you saying? Um, I'm glad you dug it and I'm glad you had to write down phonetically how to say AU as well just to make sure we were <laughs> yeah. getting it spot on AU, but, um, yeah. I know I was like I was like ah song to start with mm-hmm, and I, mm-hmm, listened, I mm-hmm. made a note of it phonetically um, when we Good saw lad. the creator directors uh, Nadia Dorm, Darry, sorry, and Daniel Clark at Celebration they came across as really charming uh, people they created this short they came across really well and you could tell that they were excited about creating their own character. They had their own almost like plush doll because it's because this is felt puppet stop motion. They, have, mm-hmm. they obviously have the doll mm-hmm. of Au there, Au there. Sorry. Uh, so they were very very excited by that, and it comes across. Like, so I think this was the most magical of the lot in terms of that fantasy, in Two terms of that remaining. childlike 
wonder because mm. it is it's about this this like this felt like that. I I just felt like a kid who was just wanted who had who had that call to adventure and even though she knew it was wrong she still couldn't resist it but not in a malicious way but in an adventurous way um i love that uh, and again i love the idea that all of the the kyber on the planet of korba were corrupted by the sith and you know the jedi have been going to try and reinstate them to their former original way but you know it's hard to do that to an entire planet uh yeah. and like you say yeah. kratu is there and she's a really cool jedi but when they're inside the mine i think the visuals are wonderful you get this real kaleidoscope of color like yeah. you as well I, th- I thought the visualization of how Ao sees the force was special really special and yeah. the way she tells tells her dad at the end look it's going to be okay and then she closes her eyes and she sings that's how she feels the force out flows through her by a voice and she One restores all of the kyber back to blue and even the jedi's like huh fair enough You've got talent. You've got something special, kid. Come with me. We can <laughs> sort this out. Talent. Yeah, you, you, uh, you're going to go far. Um, the only thing I didn't like was mm. when they're eating, I could hear them slurping and slapping their chops. And that's a big no-no for me. <laughs> I, oh, really? I almost gave you're it a one out of 10 for that. You're not a fan? Oh, I, hate, eh? I hate the night noise. I almost got one out of 10 yeah. just for that. But no, oh, no. Right. I think this was a wonderful episode. Really sweet, really charming, really captivating. The animate, the be felt puppet, stop motion was something I'm not overly familiar with other than like kids shows with uh, my daughter. And I thought it was a really nice way to end the season and to end my viewing of visions too. So for me, I'm going to give us an 8.5 out of 10. Wasn't really an awful lot wrong with it. Mm-hmm. Of anything, I wanted a little bit more, mate. I wanted a bit more. Yeah. I wanted a bit longer. So we've got the same score on that bad boy as well. Oh, did we? Oh, we did. I will. I will. I will take that, mate. Uh, I will take that happily. Um, and that's that, isn't it? That is that. We've gone through every episode, and you know, we've we've not got loads of time here, but overall, overall, what are your thoughts on Vision season two? Has it helped that we're going through this, and it, does it? be out season one yet mate what are you thinking it's been proper filthy hearing what you thought about it and the fact that we don't see eye to eye on all of them which i think is very interesting and to be expected as well mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. now i still think season one is stronger and as we've just said we're going all around the world for this we're getting different povs and different cultural inputs which i really dig and i i'm kind of torn as to whether i want them to go back to the japanese style for season three or if i want them to continue in this way of doing it because i the only thing is i felt that season two almost obviously people might roll their eyes but it just felt a little bit disjointed mm-hmm. and be, because of the uh the differences in animation it did when you if you tried to watch a few at a time you, you kind of hit by uh, how different it all feels and this, obviously the cohesiveness was never going to be there and i think that also bleeds into the storytelling mate yeah maybe lucasfilm could kind of say to people right do what you want but we may already have somebody doing that story. And if so, can you tweak it a little bit? Because we had three stories here, which had the mm-hmm. same, which were the same. Similar in Vision Season 1. This isn't a Season 2 thing, but I feel it was more apparent here. And I actually would have liked to have seen the roles flipped. I wish I'd started with Au, then gone on to the banners of Golak, and then ended on Screechers. Because for me, the way oh. Screechers did it with a twist felt less safe. And then oh. the, re- the other two kind of felt a bit by numbers because of it. But no, I um I think it's but beautiful throughout stylistically. I thought the influences were great. I don't think the music was as strong this time around throughout. 
Um, no. So it hasn't changed my opinion. I still think volume one is better, but I think volume two is still very strong, mate. I'm going to throw the question back to you and with the caveat of, was there any of these stories that you saw and thought, yeah, I want to see more of these characters. I want this story to be expanded upon. The truth is, I think with season one, you have a few shorts or episodes that can really be, and I stand by this, they can be turned into films. You know, just that single concept can be fleshed out, given more of a backstory. You know, we have a whole book based on the duel, right? The Ronin from the duel in season one, uh, episode one of uh, season one of Visions. Yeah, one, one. Yeah, you get it. One, one. Um, Yeah, I get it. I'm not, you know, I'm not sure if... You can do that with any of these, with the exception of Journey to the Dark Head uh, from mm-hmm. Studio Mir. Mir. Yep. Uh, from Korea. Mir. Um, you know, I, that's I, not the intention of this show, but it's an interesting discussion, though. No, it, I, absolutely. But I just feel like that, mm-hmm. that um, and it's interesting that that is the one from um, East Asia. You know, it's like, oh, yeah, you know, yeah, you you can't help but feel like, yeah, they kind of, the the studio understood that, you know, when when you dip into this universe, you can really pull on that epic saga feel. Um, So, yeah, in in that regard, that's a huge compliment to to, to that episode. Uh, The others, I thoroughly enjoyed. And even with the Spy Dancer, Spy Dancer was sensational. You know, really felt like the underdog just came out of nowhere. So congratulations to those guys. And I'm sorry for being a bit of an idiot. Yeah. And (laughs) kind of writing it off, which is wrong of me. And I've learned, uh, and hopefully I will learn my lesson. But, you know, we're only human, aren't we? Um, I'm looking forward to a season three like you. Hopefully it's a bit more cohesive, a bit more planned out. Um, I think, Matty Boy, it's probably worth sharing uh, some polls from Instagram to see what people to see what people thought of of it. So let me just load uh, those bad boys up again because my PC is being a little bit of a pain. You feel bad. Oh, you know why? Why is doing that? Because, yeah, go on. You go on. It's I was going to say, I think, I think the Spy Dancer is my number one, I think, because of the because of the kind of the unusual aspect of it and the surprise factor. It felt out there. It felt different, but it also just hit me more than the others so i think the spy dancer is my number one mate really mm. i'm impressed i breath. would say i i can't decide between honestly the two i'm they're my joint top right now right now they have to be my joint top mm-hmm. i'm trying to get these uh poll results mate but i'm struggling i don't know if you could help me at all with or if i figured it out uh, you got it mate need. nope <laughs> Let me, let, let me swoop in like a yeah, uh, go gun dark and I, find I, I out. I think it's they, they keep like meta or Instagram, they keep changing stuff around no, with the interface. Of, hang on, I think I, and that's our guys. story, isn't it? Oh, yeah, this man, I've is, got this the archives up here. So, um, because you, you asked waste you, of you, time. Put, you put three stories up, didn't you? Asking people's favorite of the, th- of the three per story. I did, I did. Um, so for the first story, you uh, quite beautifully said favorite visions episode part one, Sith screeches reach or in the stars. Uh, out of these three, Sith won with fifty three percent, followed by mm. screeches reach at twenty seven, and Ugh. in the stars with twenty uh, percent. Not surprised. Two, mate, not surprised. Um, I am and I'm not. 
only because of, because I think Sith is such a stylish way to open. I think it people remember it. I think uh, because it of has the recency, animation. the recency bias or the initial bias, yeah. whatever one you you know where you're like, oh, it's the first oh, one and first yeah. slap around the face. Um, yeah. Part two, then, mate. I am your mother. Journey to the dark head and the spy dancer. I am your mother. Won this at forty five percent. Then the spy dancer. At twenty nine percent, followed by Journey to the Dark Head at twenty six percent, which mm. came out bottom of these three uh, episodes, which surprises me to be honest. I am your mother is so high, but I also mm. get it because it's just a nice episode, isn't it, mate? Um, and then the oh, this is a little bit closer now. The final three: the Bandits of Golak, the Pit, and Ao's song. Golak came out at number one at 43%, then the pit at 36%, and then AU's song was 21%. Um, I may have mm. picked a little bit differently there, but some surprises there. What I, what I think is good about Visions is that it can it can elicit that out of people. Like it doesn't matter, it doesn't even matter where you are in the world. It's just there are nine stories here which won't be for everyone but everyone's going to have a different favorite and we're kind of seeing that just looking at who's been voting and what won yeah i know it's it's fascinating isn't it because it doesn't seem as like clear cut as other styles content you know people yeah. really take different things away from the different episodes which in itself is very artistic and it's great to see that in star wars you know um johnny o says he absolutely loved this season, possibly even more than Volume 1. His favourites are Spy Dance and Ao's song. He also gives a shout-out to uh, having voices, correct voices from Africa and India giving their cultural flavour to a galaxy far, far away. Love that. We have mm-hmm. Emma, the little edition, new, new patron, uh, obviously gives a big shout-out to uh, Journey to the Dark Head, especially in native korean um but she yeah. also loved sith um twin sons collecting on trying to ration it not binge it because i want to savor it and appreciate the story and animation individually i love that it, he, he says it's so creative i love it i really really like that sith again getting a lot of love mate a lot of love adventures by jess sith is her favorite uh zabrak captain i prefer this second season i love all the different cultures and animation styles we have mate there's a lot of love it seems to be the gen the consensus on our stuff anyways that season two was preferable over season one which i'm i'm surprised at i'm mm. surprised and i'm not surprised but i'm you know i'm like wow really like that's the because I don't know. It just feels like season one is so memorable. Maybe it's because I've got, I'm more used to. It. I've gone back and rewatched a lot of it. Maybe, <sighs> maybe, maybe. Two delicious maybe. pieces of cake, though. Either way, isn't it? Yeah, that's true. That is true. Well, Stephen Dayden, Dadden, Stephen D, Stevie D. He agrees with you, mate. Screech, screech, standout episode. So, you know, you're not crazy, bro. You are not crazy. Um, <laughs> yeah, I wish that were true, that. mate. Yeah, there's, there's, oh, and there's more people saying it as well. But yeah, look, they, they, go and look on Instagram, go look on Twitter, on Facebook, to see what other people are saying about it, and uh, check out, ch- ch- check out what people thought. I, I, I'm loving all the different opinions and thoughts, but Sith seems to be getting a lot of love, a lot of love, which is funny because that's like my middle of the road episode, really. That's the one where I'm like, yeah, yeah take it or leave it. <laughs> 
Right, there we go. Whole lot of love. There we go, yeah. mate. Season two is done with then. Do you want a season three? I do. I don't know how what how I want it yet, but do you want a season three, mate? I want a season three. Come on. Yeah. Give it to us. Give it to us. Hi, this is Simon J. Williamson, Max Rebo from Return of the Jedi, and you're listening to Star Wars Sessions, probably Britain's greatest Star Wars podcast. Time to unwind. We've been on the clock, mate. We've been on the clock for the last uh, 55 minutes, so it's time to unwind with a drink. The Essex Falcon has pulled up outside of our favourite dusty drink and hold the bandina. The only question that remains, though, mate, is, shall we? Let's do it. For extra content, go to patreon.com forward slash Star Wars Sessions. You know it's going to be so good. Best podcast. Best podcast. Best podcast. That's right, Spice is part of the Bantinos Patreon question section. Uh, to kick us off this week is the lovely Lloyd Hunt. He says, Ooh. Hello there. Would you be okay in seeing Han and Chewie walk past in the background of a bar scene in the next Mando series? A night off for Han after a long day looking after a young, cheeky Ben Solo. I'm thinking a (laughs) blink-and-you'll-miss-it moment. Adds nothing to the story. It's purely fan service. Uh, Zeb worked great and with dialogue without distracting from the main plot. I personally love moments like this uh, that... Uh, like that but I accept it could still the scene may the force be with you uh, Mabel what are you saying about Lloyd's cheeky question uh, Lloyd you're a good lad uh, my answer this is going to begin with I guess I guess it would be cool I just think Han and Chewie in the background would even be weirder maybe than them not being than them being the actual focal point of the season the scene Obviously, if they're front and centre, people just care about Han and Chewie. But if they're just sitting in the background without dialogue, for me, it would be even weirder. It would just be like a bit odd that they're just in there. Um, even though they exist in the galaxy, no different than Joe Bloggs around the corner. With Zeb, it's Zeb. You can get away with that because not everyone knows who he is yet. It's Han and Chewie, though, and it's, it, it's Han and Chewie. Do you know what I'd prefer, though, mate? I would actually prefer not seeing them at all. I prefer just a mention of them. I just prefer a mention of Solo and that Solo and the Wookiee or something like that if they're going to do it or you know so, so, somehow somebody says it or it's written on the back on a poster in Arabesh or something just that kind of thing if they really want to tie it in and we know John and Dave love nothing more than a naughty cameo or an appearance but I'd rather not see them because unless the story called for it unless they went to Kashyyyk and Han and Chewie are there Otherwise, I'm quite good with not seeing Han and Chewie just because we can see Han and Chewie. Just mention them if you must mm. do it. What about you, though, mm-hmm. mate? Would you be happy to see them with a walk-on, no-dialogue uh, appearance in Mando? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to need to echo what you said. If you're going to do it, do it properly. You know, I think mm-hmm. having them just, like, casual in the background, it could work, you know, but I don't... I, I, you know, it's not, it's not just like the Millennium Falcon landing you know near the jedi temple in in revenge of the sith is it it's it's (laughs) it's a bit more meaty than that and i actually think lloyd we uh will see 
Chewie and Han Solo in the Mandoverse at some point as the story Ooh. inevitably gets tied up with the Skywalker story, the Skywalker saga. Um, that's my opinion. And I think, you know, even in the news round up top of the show up top, uh, you know, we mention we mention um, Dave Filoni's film become being very climactic and kind of changing yep. the way we look at the whole saga. Um, yep. And I think it's not just Han and Chewie being important for that. I think it's more so Ben Solo and therefore if Ben Solo <laughs> features in the story at all or we see young Ben Solo then you know that ups the odds of seeing Han and of course his best mate Chewie his partner in crime mm-hmm. it's a fantastic question mate but in truth and in short I think no I think no I'd rather yeah. it be someone else just to just to keep that feeling of you know this isn't a small galaxy this is a big galaxy and you don't just run into people that you've seen, you know, plenty of times, yeah. right? That's kind of what I'm always, what I'd always prefer. You know, don't bring them in unless you really, really need to. Great question, though, mate, and we appreciate it. You're a lad, Lloyd. You can, you can get away with it, Zeb, just in a wider audience. But good shout, my man. I would love to know what everybody thinks about that. You included, Lloyd. Moving on, Paul Buckle. He said, <clears throat> "Okay, so." If you had the chance to build your very own R2 or BB unit, what optional extras would you equip it with? Coffee machine, mic stand, etc. And of course, what colours would you choose? So, Lukey boy, you get to create an R2 or BB unit. How are you making it? Yeah. What colours is it going to go with? What, what's, tell me, what's the crack? Uh, what's the crack? The crack is that I have. it has an automated shaving feature because I can't <laughs> stand shaving. And I feel, like, I feel like I can't grow like a good enough beard. And, I, and yet I still have to shave like a few times a week. And it's, it's annoying. It is annoying. I prefer to be clean shaven, but shaving too much, you know, and if you do a bad job, you're like, oh, it makes your skin sore. It's so... Irritates him annoying and uh, you know droids are meant to help you with everyday life so immediately immediately that is my answer paul uh it's a very cheeky question i know of course yours mate would be a warning you from when you're going to fall off some scaffolding yeah um but i'm glad to hear you recovered from that mate <laughs> you beat me to it if you didn't know that matty boy paul fell off some scaffolding <laughs> yes. fell on him i think so poor bloke poor poor fella uh but glad you recovered mate anyone that's i did see that um matty boy what 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 are you saying mate what how how is a droid or r2 bb unit helping you in everyday mm. life um mike stand I'd, I'd get a bb unit i'd get a bb unit mate um i'd have it with a built-in sound system so that if everywhere i'm rolling we're both rolling at the same time uh, I couldn't make a coffee machine sounds great, but I'd actually have a I'd have a slow what? cooker inside its belly. Now, now coffee machine, stick a coffee machine in there, but I'd have a slow cooker inside its guts because I love food. And if you're out on an adventure, slow I don't want to go. I don't want to go home and make dinner. So you stick a casserole in it whilst and whilst you're on your mission. And by the time you get back to the ship, open his tummy up, uh, beef stew ready for you to go right there. Um, as for the colours, though, okay. uh, I wouldn't go red and white for Saints because that's just embarrassing now. I'd go for blue and purple because I like the galaxy colours and so does my daughter. So I'd go for a blue and purple BB unit with a slow cooker inside it. What colour are you going for, mate? Oh, yeah, I didn't do the colour, did I? Uh, I would probably do 
I, I, I would do like a re- it would be really worn really used and rough roughed up you know that st- that used Star Wars look so I'd be using a, a, a base colour of like a grey just a just a metal colour a material colour um, and a like primer colour and then secondary colour would be like a dark green like a Aston Martin racing oh. green a British oh. racing green I oh. think it's called and probably like a rich slightly dark orange yeah oh i just like to spice it. it up very a wee classy bit. just just to spice it up a wee bit yeah can't 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 complain mate a droid that comes and shaves my crappy facial hair and and it looks good and it's got a bit of sass who can complain i can't there you go i'm here for it mate i'm here for it good shout mate good job there you go paul that's what cheers. we think cheers mate cheers mate <laughs> And uh, right, uh, yeah, cheers, Paul. <laughs> On to the next one. Uh, Owen Watson. Owen, wow, Watson says, uh, "Great to hear that people are loving Jedi Survivor." Leaving aside the technical issues, I don't really play, aside from uh, the occasional dabble with the Lego games, but would love to be able to enjoy the story content of Fallen Order and Survivor. Do you think that the games could be adapted into novels, or is there too much complexity in the side missions, etc.? Uh, Matty Boy, we got a very interesting uh, question here from Owen about really like the greater canon of Star Wars, I suppose, from a certain point of view. What are you saying about this, especially seeing as you are such a canon connoisseur? Ooh. Oh, wow, is what I'm saying first wow. to uh, jump off your nickname for Owen there. Um, straight I think it's too big I feel you know I mean it, it's too big to try and adapt the story because it works best in the medium that it is if you want if you don't play the game which I mm-hmm. totally dig because certainly now they're on next gen not everyone's a gamer but they want to follow the story YouTube is your friend when it comes to this Owen and you don't need me telling you that if, if everyone knows what YouTube is but you know you can either watch the cinematics or the entire game movie and sometimes it's, it's quite good to do that because if you don't, sometimes a game could be more annoying than you want to admit it. There are certain parts of Survivor which I almost threw my controller through the TV. I could not get past certain bits. But best Star Wars game ever made, as far as I'm concerned. Looking forward to seeing what Lukey Boy thinks. But um, they did release like Battle Scars, which oh. I've got down there, which incorporates elements of the game in terms of the feel. There are many times when I read Battle Scars where I thought, oh, this feels like it's it could be in the game. It feels like the game come to life so they have done it and side missions are sometimes just that own as well they're just side missions in the game if we're just talking the main story like what i did with survivor mm-hmm. to start with i just blasted through the linear story to get to the end you could do that if you wanted to or you could do it into a comic series but i don't think they would because it's already out there i mean the games are already out there i don't think they'd feel the need to but they could if they wanted to if they were going to include all the side stories and everything else no, far too big. But what do you, what do you think, mate? I mean, you've played certainly Fallen Order, and you're getting through Survivor. Would you do you think Lucasfilm ever turn around and think, yeah, let, let's throw a bone to the people who don't play the games and stick this in a different format? Well, it's like this kind of question, Owen, reminded me of you know when the Kenobi series was coming out, and people thought, you know, are they going to remake uh, the duel with Maul? You know, oh, yeah. in the Twin Suns episode, and it's like for. You know, for me, it's it's like well, maybe, but I'd rather them not because well, that belongs to Rebels. That's part of that medium, and you know, there is the argument of yeah, but most people haven't seen that. It's like yeah, well, 
that's what you get when you have a wide cannon. And it's still there, yeah, and it still happens, you know, and I feel like there can be adaptations, and of course there are. Uh, and, and, and maybe my, my answer to your question might, might just about happen from, from a certain point of view, or maybe they could do, from a, I've said that a lot today, but, you know, um, uh, comic books comic books we we, mm-hmm. we we get comic books for the mandalorian season one we got it for True. the force awakens you know and sometimes they condense it sometimes they leave out bits and they just get to the point and it's more of like an art piece more than anything and you know they could potentially do something like that but you know it'd have to be quite a meaty run i don't know yep. how those comics do i think if anything they're more of collector collectible items i think i'm i'll make an assumption there could be wrong but mm-hmm. I mean, if I'm being completely honest, I just don't think there's a need. And, you know, if you don't play the games, or maybe you don't have the time to play the games, my brother, uh, he is a relatively new dad, and my, my sister-in-law, mm-hmm. of course, new, new mother. And um, they, they, they've been just watching playthroughs of Jedi Survivor, you know, getting their canon through that on YouTube, like what you said, Matty Boy. So it's not like it's inaccessible. Do you know what I mean? It's not like you if you can't play the game, you can't get the story. Well, you can, can't you? You can watch it on mm-hmm. YouTube. And Okay, that's not official, but it's more than doable. More than doable. Yeah. It's arguably more accessible than Disney Plus. Yeah, so... Or a novel. That's my... Yeah, or a novel. Yeah, I mean, it's more accessible yeah, def- than a novel, I think, yeah. Definitely. Definitely mm-hmm. more accessible than the novel. And the novels for a lot of people aren't accessible, and that's not necessarily because they don't like in, 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 like reading or enjoy reading. It's because they probably don't have time. They probably don't have time to sit there and read a novel. And if they're going to read a book, it's probably not a, a fictional Star Wars book. It's probably a different kind of book. Uh, Owen, hopefully that's answered your question. Maybe I've given you a bit of hope there. Uh, rebellions are built on hope. But cheers, Owen, Paul, Lloyd, for the fantastic questions. You give us life. Follow the light. That's a very spiritual thing to say, mate. Very nice thing to say. (laughs) Mate, where where are you up to in Survivor, by the way? I know you've been a busy boy. Uh, I know, mate. Where I've been so busy this weekend, and uh, even on bank holidays, I've been working. Um, I I haven't even played it, I don't think. I've played like an hour or two since we last recorded so not that far since last week's show as of recording so by the time this comes out maybe a little bit further but i am going to be dedicating a few days to just like knock it out of the park because i feel like things are going to just get spoiled you know understandably like scrolling on instagram and stuff so and i get it i get it so there you go that's just the nature of being on social media and being a star wars podcast i suppose isn't it (laughs) i suppose as it's pitfalls isn't it mate but I was yeah, just interested. I can't no. wait for your reaction on that, yeah. mate. But Cheers, yeah, mate. thank you so much for those Patreon questions, guys. We'll be back with more Patreon questions next week. We love doing this part of the show. Bart, bartender. Sorry about the mess. But that's it. That's our time done this week here in the Bantina. It's the Star Wars Sessions Game! (laughs) 
Oh, game, yes. Here we are. It's the end of the show, guys, but we're not going to leave you empty-handed. Each week, we end with a Star Wars-themed game. We alternate hosting responsibilities. This week, mate, it's my week. Do you want to know what you're playing? Uh, always, always. What are we doing? What have you put me up to? Over the airways, we are going to be playing Star Wars oh, no. Top Trumps. A couple of hands, though. <laughs> a couple of hands. We're playing Top Trumps Star Wars, but it is episodes one to three. It's a prequel trilogy, Top Trumps. This was actually a gift for both of us from Alex Jessup. He he beat up my nan before he could get to me, and he gave he came round about a year ago Classic. and gave this to us. Uh, and I said we would incorporate oh. or play at some point, and now is the time to do it, mate. So basically, in a nutshell, I'm going to ask you to pick a card. And I'm going to list the specific abilities of which you can pick. Then I'm going to pick a card okay. and see who wins based on the specific ability, my man. So uh, for those who haven't okay. played Top Trumps, that's kind of how you play it. But um, right. So the specific abilities, my man, are height, which I think is a bit of a weird one. Brains, which again <laughs> could be taken one way or the other. Dark side, so what's their dark side? And these seem to be out of about 22 by the looks of it. Uh, their okay. general power, their okay. battle skills, okay. and force, or they call it force factor. So I'm going to ask you to um, tell me to stop, and I'm going to pick a card out, and you're going to pick one of those, and I'm going to do the same. Okay. Whoever has the highest score wins. So you tell me oh. to stop, mate, and we'll start. Okay. Uh Stop. Okay, so your card is What Tambor from the Techno Union, oh, my boy. Sick. Techno Union. I haven't got the sound as annoying, but I'll yeah, win. you've already won, mate. On 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 sheer drip. Um, so pick a uh, pick a ability, and then I'll grab one, and I have to go with what you say. So you don't see who you have first. You do that. Once I've picked uh, no, a thing. I'm going to pick mine randomly. Once you've done, a, once we've done an ability to keep it All fair. Right, I'll, I'll, okay, I'm going to do it on brains. Brains. So, what tambor yeah, was brains tambor? out of twenty two on nine? So, to see shuffling them. Nine out of ten I have picked. Jar Jar Binks. And his brains. Oh, his brain score is two. So, what tambor wins with a brain score of nine? What tambor beats Jar Jar Binks? There we go, mate. Pick another card. Tub Trumps, Tub Trumps. I <laughs> yeah. oh, that, yeah. that one was. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Right, yeah. <laughs> Django Fett. Django Fett. <laughs> okay. What ability are you going for with old Fett? I'm going to go for power, my friend. No, Ooh, battle power. skills. I'll go for battle, battle skills. skills. One Egypt. Yeah, okay. I'll go for oh, battle skills. Man. Thank you. Uh, battle skills are 49. I'm going to pick this card here, which is Darth Maul. Oh, get out of it. His battle skills are 48. Because <laughs> it's 49. Wrong. Wrong. Django Fett is more skilled in battle than Darth Maul. Alex Jessup, where'd you get these cards from, mate? Yeah? Where'd you get them from? Is this like Star Wars spelt differently? W-O-O-R-S. It's some sort of counterfeit stuff. Well, you yeah. win again, mate. Django Fett beats Maul in mm. battle, apparently. Uh, let's go for two more then, mate. Um, pick a card, any card. Pick a card, any card. Uh, now. 
You've gone for Grievous' Grievous's bodyguard. Is Magna oh, Guards. A cheat. Magna Guard, yeah. Come on. Come on, Top Trumps. Get it right. Go on, son. Um, I'm going to go for power. I'll go for power. Okay. It, the power is, distinctly, is 12 for the Magna Guard. So I'm going to go for this card here, which is <laughs> Count Dooku, whose power is 70. So Dooku beheads. Oh. So I take that one. It's two one, mate. If you win this one, it's three one. If I win it, it's treason. Then it's a treason. Then right. Vicky card. Any card? Uh, now. <laughs> yeah, Dexter Jetster. Oh, I'm getting all the good ones, aren't I? Get yeah, all well, the what good are you going to go for with Dex? He's quite a big boy. You know, he towers over Kenobi, and Kenobi's not like short lad, is he? I'm gonna go for height. That's a good one to go for, mate. This is this could mm. this could be the winning uh, hand here. I'm gonna go for this could card here, which is uh, General Grievous. Who's so you've, your height for Dexter Jetster is one point eight eight meters. Do you think Grievous okay. is higher or is is uh, taller or shorter than Dexter? I think he could be taller. I think he's taller. You're right. Grievous is 2.16. Beat in out. Dexter Jetster. It's two all, mate. We can't do it. We've got to end on this is... one. Winner takes all, mate. All right. Come on. Pick winner a card, takes all. card, any card. Go. Let's do it. Come on. Come on. Hit Mace Windu. Oh. That is a top trump. That is a, that is a top trump, okay? Wow. Okay. I'm going to go. I'm going to go for Force Factor, my friend. Force Factor. Okay. Don't actually know what Force Factor means, but... His dark side is two, which I find to be a bit odd, but I'm going to go for this one here, which is... Oh, great. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Lama Sue. <laughs> the Kaminoan. <laughs> Lama Sue's Force Factor is one. Mace Windu's Force Factor is three. Mace Windu takes the day Luke Bly wins the game I don't really know what force factor means but I would have thought Mace Window would be higher than that either way you are this week's champion of top trumps mate good job thanks mate I'll take that all day long you lad all day long what what an episode what a show 203 main shows <laughs> in the bag we love it don't we mate we love it 203 of our very own Star Wars visions here Star Wars Sessions, mate, that's what it's all about. But like Lukey Boy said, that is that, though, for this episode of Star Wars Sessions. But the fun doesn't end there. No one's ever really gone. Where can the world find us, Master Blywalker? Uh, they can find us at starwarsessions.co.uk. You can search for us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, just search on, on social media, just search Star Wars Sessions and you will find us. Drop us a message or a voice note to our email, which is hello there at starwarsessions.co.uk. And thanks again for all the new support on Patreon. There's loads of bonus content on there to fill your routines at patreon.com forward slash Star Wars Sessions. Yes, sir. If you want to do support the show for free like you're doing, keep doing what you're doing and listen to us. Uh, and please do leave us a five-star rating and review on your podcast provider of choice. 
yes including spotify scroll up 30 seconds if that five stars those five stars genuinely do help the show grow it gets new listeners in it bumps us up the algorithm and it's another way to hear from more of each eu of you each and every week get the words out we're at the end now mate we're going to make a flub and please tell all your star wars friends about us tell your mum tell your dad tell your mates tell your cats tell your ewok tell your nearest trade federation sympathizer tell your cousin the more the merrier <laughs> uh, castle spicier yes sir tell llama sue's force factor that this is the podcast you're looking for so until next time from me see ya and from luke may the force be with you <laughs> always <laughs> yeah, Luke. <laughs> Luke. <laughs> yeah. Tot Wambo. <laughs> Techno Union. <laughs> <laughs>